Hi, everyone. We are back. <laughs> this is Rex Aldana. And this is Mark Stevens. And um, we are now going to do a podcast for you talking about Savage, the home video album released by Eurythmics in, I believe it was 1988. Uh, yes. And um, released on VHS, Laserdisc, and other formats. Groundbreaking home video album, a video for every song on the album. Uh, Mark, so when that when you first heard about that being released or that it was coming, what did you think? Were you, I mean, I think we were all like thrilled to death that we'd be getting a whole video album from Eurythmics, but. Yeah, it was that, but it didn't prepare you for the actual release, you know, because it was extraordinary and, and, and was widely critically acclaimed, you know, yeah, it's right. just an exceptional piece. You know, I always just sort of think that, the Savage album, you know, watching it is um, is the way to do it. Uh, you know, it, and I wouldn't say that about a lot of things, but just, you know, it's um, it encapsulates everything that's great about Eurythmics and their videos and their music. So well done. <laughs> yes. And the, the track listing differs on the home video than it does from the album, which... Uh, I remember at first for me that was a, a bit unusual because I was used to hearing the album in a certain order, but I think of course the videos work more cohesively in the way they had them arranged. I am surprised that you know they often talk of Beethoven, I Need a Man, and Chill as a trilogy, but yet on the home video album they separate Chill mm -hmm. and right. put that down towards the end. But that actually makes sense because the video is sort of like. Um, the real, you know, the culmination of of sort of the ordeal she's going through, and the rec and the recognition of of moving forward and all that. So it does fit at the end. But I just thought that was a little interesting that you know it was uh, it was a trilogy on its own, but yet not on the home video album. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, now I, I just, I, you know, and you get so much more than just the tracks, and I think we'll talk about that. But you know, right. Right. Now, Sophie Muller directed every video on the album except for two. Um, Shame was directed by Steve Graham, and I've Got a Lover Back in Japan was directed by Chester Dent and John Stewart, which I believe is Dave's brother. Um, I could be wrong about that. So once again, they worked with Sophie, and um, I think what we'll do is just go track by track and talk about our impressions of the videos. Um, well, I, I, yeah, let's say, too, you know, let's just say up front, the absolute terrible thing it is that this has never made it to uh, a proper DVD, a Blu-ray release, or even a digital release. Right. You know, it, it was on Laserdisc, and I have the Laserdisc yeah, back in the day, which, of course, was, you know, quite the... <laughs> well, uh, did you have a Laserdisc player? Yes, I did. <laughs> me too, me too. <laughs> Um, I, specifically just for your rhythmic's greatest hits and savage savage and i eventually got we two r one two and the sweet mm -hmm. dreams but literally about two years ago uh two or three years ago i had to order i bought a new laser disc player on ebay because the one i had had stopped working i mean and it wasn't cheap and right. literally i bought I, I used to years ago I, I had movies and stuff too but over the years i had gotten rid of them because the, you know, really wasn't much of a point, you know, but the, the Eurythmic stuff, you couldn't get anywhere else on that kind of quality uh, right. device. Right. Uh, not that it compares to Blu-ray or anything at this point, but it was superior to VHS, of course. <laughs> anyway. You know, when I, when I first launched my website, Eurythmics Video Visionaries. <laughs> um, usually, usually Mark is the one that plugs it. This time I'm plugging myself. Um, all the screen captures I used for the videos were from the Laserdisc. Oh yeah. Wow. And at the time, you know, and at the time, laser, you know, Laserdiscs could could pause very well on 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 scenes, and you could, you know, I, I'm not finding it as easy these days with streaming and DVD players to to pause and get images quite as well as we used two years ago, which is interesting. You think it would be getting better? But yeah, um, was able to get a lot of great images off the laser disc, and uh, in fact, a lot of the images on my site are still those original ones from them. Yeah. Um, but yes, uh, I remember 
I had all those laser discs as well, including uh, Diva on laser disc. Yes, absolutely. And uh, Live in Central Park on laser disc. So you know, you don't, you really don't think about it, but laser disc had quite the life. You know, it 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 it, it did, and then. Uh, well, I discovered it like sort of towards the tail end. It started t picking up in the mid '80s and kind of peter petered around, petered out around the late mid to late '90s. Yeah, and I sort of got involved in the early early '90s, so I was on the tail end of it. But yeah, so, but uh, well, on the video album, uh, before we even talk about Beethoven, you've got that great opening scene with Annie, and she's putting the flowers in the vase. And what and something you know behind her is that giant painting of the uh, stag, the deer. Yeah. Um, and I, I was looking that up, and you know, there's a famous painting called "The Monarch of the Glen," and it's actually housed at the um, uh, uh, Scottish Na National Gallery in Edinburgh. But <laughs> and you see later on in "Wide-Eyed Girl," there's another version of it on that wall like a black and white, but I looked it up and I was trying to compare. It's not actually that famous painting. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of a knockoff, <laughs> but I think it was a famous, the original was, a you know, it was reproduced a great deal. It was, it came out in 1851 or something. And so, and I'm just, it's always fascinated me because there's two versions of that painting in this video album. Yeah. And so kind of a curious to me is what was the what was what was the reasoning for that to be there you know in all the clubs well, there, has to, there has to be a reason i don't know if there is or not i'll give i'll give you my impression um my dad was a hunter growing up and he used to love all those kind of uh paintings of stags and wildlife and stuff like like that one <clears throat> and i just kind of took it as 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 it's be it's like like it's something common you know, like it's just something that, that the common man might have in their home because I yes. know, they like to hunt or they don't have the best taste in art. <laughs> I don't know. The, the the monarch of the stag is probably a very famous and and um, well done painting. So I don't want to like take away from that. Yeah. But <laughs> it's just kind of kitschy, I think, to have that kind of art around the house, especially if you're of a certain type, especially if, you know, maybe you're. Well, in the video, they're clearly not rural dwelling people. They are in the city. But it's just, I think it's just, I think it's meant to convey commonality or something. Is that yeah. a word, commonality? I think you're probably right. So it's interesting. But, you know, I love that opening scene. I love the music. Uh, you know, the, um, it, you know, it just pours into. Mm -hmm. It's very aggressive. It's almost like a, a steel door opening and shutting. Yeah. Boom, bang, boom, bang. Yeah. It's, it really gets your attention, and it's quite um, edgy. Yeah, it is. So, and, and, and another, you know, uh, moment back then when a lot of people, uh, Eurythmics, Peter Gabriel, they were doing a lot of those things with uh, videos, and uh, uh, so that it's, it's a great opening right into Beethoven and Annie on the couch speaking those lines. <laughs> Talking, yes, talking like a mature woman to an audience of teenagers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I always found that very interesting. You know, I, I thought it was so adult for its uh, its concept was so adult and probably not, and probably went over the heads of a lot of children. We we discussed these similar themes in our in our um, previous podcast on all the videos. Um, uh, I don't know that we need to spend a lot of time. Well. For the folks who didn't hear the other podcast, we will talk more about Beethoven. I think one of their finest videos, and um, all her personas are right there. It's so off-kilter and crazy. And my favorite, I think one of my favorite parts in the video is when, is when her little girl persona is pulls the records out of the yeah. out of the, out of the shelf, and it cuts it cuts right before they actually fall. But yeah. it's such a brilliant little cut there, and. Um, I mean, the, the, the alter ego male um, in the gown that she ends up wearing, mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. know, uh, such a fascinating character. And you really, I think you could watch that. If you've never seen it, you could watch that and actually miss him or uh, he he's so well hidden or, you know, not all the time there in the kitchen once, but at the dining room table, just there in the background. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I would just think I would love to know what David Lynch, the director, you know, would have thought about this video if he ever saw it. And, you know, because I'm, sure, I'm sure he would have admired it. Yes. Yeah. It's very Lynchian to me. Um, mm-hmm. All the different mm-hmm. uh, personas and what's happening there. And uh, yeah. And uh, another scene, another scene I love is when she's uh, chopping up the vegetables to the to the beat of the music, you know, whack whacking or she's or she's putting the uh <laughs> the best part is when she's taking the corn cob holders and stabbing the corn the corn on the cob and not even putting them on the sides no still, yeah <laughs> there's madness we, happening in front of you in that video and then we have something in that video that i don't think we have in any other eurythmics video product placement isn't there ajax in the in the uh bathroom yeah, I don't know that they worried about those things as much. But I don't know. Well, I, I think they were aware of it. Then I think it, they chose to leave it because housewives do use Ajax. Yeah. Um, and it adds a, a, a little bit of realisticness to it. Um, I was, yeah. Um, yeah, and so it, um, you know, and there, I think we said this before too, but there were two distinct different videos uh, for uh, Beethoven, not different, but different different scenes cut. There was a shorter version and Annie and that one, she's in the bathroom more and she's staring at this toothbrush, you right. know, and there's just these great, great insanity scenes of uh, Annie really going to town on her acting chops. Yeah. <laughs> there's an interesting thing at the end of the video where she's uh, prancing away from the uh, apartment block in her, in her uh, wig and and there must have been a big breeze that came up because I noticed she has to kind of tilt her head down a little bit to help so that the wig doesn't kind of like come off a little bit. Yeah. I have no idea if that was uh, intentional or not. And, you know, but it's, I've always thought that was kind of amusing that, um, you know, that she had to do that, but okay, well, let's move to, I need a man. We've talked about this one in the other podcast, but um, I mean, it's just raw. It's there. I love it. Um, I, you know, I was thrilled to 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 see. <laughs> well, when she screams at the beginning, I just love that. The first time I heard it, I thought, "Wow, this is great." I yeah. thought, "This is this isn't going to get played on U.S. radio," but hey, it's great. <laughs> well, the interesting thing is, um, isn't the the promotional edit in the U.S. the promo edit? It starts with the scream. Yeah, that brings that it brings a bell. Yeah, which uh, you know, but is a kind of strange thing for a radio without without the drum beat at the beginning. Without, without the drum beat, which doesn't really make sense. You'd almost think that the drum beat would be more accessible for radio. To but who knows? Well, maybe they thought that a song ending and then another and then the other the other one starting with the scream would get people's attention. Perhaps. Yeah. But, uh, I was researching this and I found a an article where. Annie describes this character and I I want to read it because it's really good. Um, This is a quote from Annie and I don't know if I know what uh, uh, magazine or newspaper this is from, but quote Annie Annie here. She's a sort of dream goddess, sex kitten gone wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, She's a parody of what men have found attractive in women. She becomes a parody of herself and ultimately looks like a man in drag. So that's a quote from Annie Lennox. Of course, we know that, that, and she's talked about that, and we know that it's it's supposed to be a woman dressed as a man dressed as a woman. <laughs> right. You know, again. So. And, then, well, then, and then you have the added dimension of Annie Lennox with her short hair already, mm-hmm. but she's a woman. So <laughs> it's like... She's not a man, but yet she's got short hair like a man. And then she's putting on this wig where she looks like a woman, but yet she also looks like a man. So the whole thing is just is just so subversive and brilliant. And um, I think went over went over a lot of people's heads. Um, Maureen, our, our dear deported friend, Maureen, used to used to say, wow, Rex, you really love that song and video, don't you? She I would be like, yeah, I love it so much. And she always got a big kick that I love that so much. <laughs> Um, uh, was Savage the video album shown in theaters? Am I remembering that right? Didn't some people get a chance? Uh, I don't think so. I know Brand New Day was. That was oh, Brand New Day. I think no, no, you're right. I think that had a, a very brief theatrical run. Maureen saw it in L.A. in a small theater. Yeah. yeah. Um, interesting too on that that um, uh, 
the video album, what you just said, again, I think it just goes back to, you know, how important this video album was. Because I don't think, other than you have placed a chill in my heart, you know, these were not uh, radio-friendly singles that they released. You know, I think Beethoven's a great song, but I don't know that it worked for radio. I don't. I think I Need a Man is a great song. I don't know that it worked for radio because there's a lot to it to take in. You know, a pop song, you know, you, you've got to figure that out. And there's a lot going on in those lyrics, in that performance. Yeah. Uh, and you yeah. get more of that by seeing it. And, um, you know, uh, it's not always the case, but I think you really do in this. Yeah, yeah. Um, the uh, There's a an album-oriented rock station in the Bay Area, here in the San Francisco Bay Area, and uh, they actually played I Need a Man back in the day. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, this is a station that would play Led Zeppelin, you know, Aerosmith, the hard rock stuff. They were supportive. They were very supportive of Missionary Man. And then when I Need a Man came out, I thought, oh, they won't touch this. They played it and all the time too. And it got good response, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. It so, helps, you know, it, it has, it has that stonesy guitar lick and, and, and it's kind of uh, raw. And I think that's what helped work in that kind of, it probably worked better in an AOR format than like top 40 radio, I would think. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was always a thrill to hear that on the radio when you did, because it was so non-radio. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and you could argue that about, a, about a lot of your rhythmic songs were, um, especially in the U.S., we're not really radio-friendly. Yeah. You know, we've talked about it before, but, you know, that um, Annie famously had this image of uh, an, an androgynous person. And, um, you know, and we talked about how, you know, come be yourself tonight and revenge and stuff. She still had, I guess some people would say, but that sort of people had sort of stopped talking about it. But then with, savage you know she takes that to a whole other level with all of these things you know and an in-your-face kind of uh direction it's like the more feminine she got on savage the more the more um masculine it actually was (laughs) because the whole duality of the imagery and all that it's it's quite brilliant you know i mean she i mean it's such a great way to to have that kind of imagery but without kind of selling out or being cheap. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. A la, a la, you know, Samantha Fox or something. <laughs> <laughs> Samantha Fox. Oh my God. <laughs> I haven't thought about her in a while. Uh, but you know, well, so um, you want to say anything else about an I need a man or are we going to move on to? Heaven? Um, I just, uh, I just, I just really love Sophie Muller's direction on that. And I love the frenetic camera work and uh, it's just brilliant. Yeah, we can move on. Let's. The next video on the album is uh, Heaven. And I think that plays well as the third track because yeah, it's sort of a, I think it's kind of a bridge, yep. you know, and it and it and the the imagery kind of shows like okay, here's what this this um uh, this tart has <laughs> this this tart who has been has been um mistreated sort of, I guess, what she's up to, you know, hanging out in her hotel, getting drunk, driving around. Um, I've heard some interpretations say that she's in celebrity situations in that video. Mm, That's an interesting take to me. You don't see anybody else in these videos with her. You get a brief glimpse of Dave, I think, when he's driving the car or something. But usually the, the, the imagery to me looks like she's solitary. She's stumbling down the hallways, drunk. Mm-hmm. alone she she appears to be in a hotel room eating alone mm-hmm. so and i really think it's all about just like okay i i rebelled um i got out and okay now here i am so now what do i do <laughs> you know and and to for me watching it and i think to fans who were very accustomed to uh annie's videos and dave's videos um savage is a very funny while it's dark, there's so many funny elements to it, you know, and heaven is one of those, you know, she's stumbling and, you know, when she hits the wall down the, the, you know, and there's a boom, you know, when she hits a wall or hits a door, you know, and it's, it's, it is that just, you know, there's, it's, it's one of those things, or am I, it's the, uh, the beauty of art, or am I supposed to be 
do I find this funny? Am I supposed to be uncomfortable if I find this funny? But, you know, and she's, and there are moments in heaven where she's absolutely beautiful and she's got this smile that she, yeah. she's sitting in the hotel room eating the food with the chopsticks and there's that smile. And you're right. I mean, she's just beautiful. It's just so beautiful. She looks, that's, I think maybe, I think you hit on something there, Mark. I think that's, maybe the one point in the video where the real her shines through or the, the real character shines through and not, not the crazy character, not the scorned character, almost, you know, like the, you're seeing the real person. Yeah. But I always thought that was a lovely shot of her. And yeah, you're right. She looked very beautiful there. Yeah. So, and of course, heaven is a strange little song on um, Savage, the album It's mostly instrumental with some overdubs in it. Um, but it's always been a favorite of mine. I have to admit, you know, I love that. Song. I like it too. Yeah. I've always liked it. I, I always thought it was a good little interlude in the album and, um, you know, it just, it just works sonically. It works well. And, um, it's, it's sort of like a, sort of like a pastiche of all the sounds or something, you know, mm-hmm. that you've already heard the little spoken things and all that. And, and to me, it's sort of like, maybe like her, just kind of her mind just going a little crazy or just, you know. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's an interesting piece, you know, and the thing is, and then, so you've, you've had Beethoven and you've had, I need a man and you've had heaven. And then the video album moves into shame, which is one of the videos, of course, that you mentioned was not uh, uh, directed by Sophie Muller and is a totally different video. Um, You know, everything about it, doesn't fit in here, but it's number four on the video album. So what do you think of that? It, it, it almost appears to be a kind of an aside from the rest of the album. Almost I, always, sense, right? yeah. well, I, always, I always took sh- shame as I, I always felt like shame was like, not that it wasn't part of the Savage album, but it was different from the rest of the album. It was almost like it was a it was a track that was meant to make a comment on what the whole album was about and mm-hmm. about consumerism and about excess and about artificiality. You know, and it that's that was its purpose. You know, I think mm-hmm. it was like, okay, this is this is kind of what we're talking about here. Yeah. And I don't think you're at least I took it as like you're not supposed to look at it like this is part of the cohesiveness of the album. I felt I really felt it was like a, a kind of a summation or, or, a, or a, like an explanation of why did we do this album or what is this album all about? Yeah. Um, the fact that it's placed so soon on the home video, that's interesting. Mark, I hadn't really thought about that. What does that say? You know, of course it's, it's the one where Dave is prominent. He is just as visible. He and Annie are, you know, in each scene cause they're, you know, hugging one another in essence. Yeah. Well, that's that was that's the point I'm trying to make. It, it with the two of them, you see them both, and they're both in their pure state, and um, it almost like it's almost like puts a halt to the whole theatricality of Savage for a moment. To for say moment. it is, it's almost a pause. Yeah. It's a pause. It's like it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're doing this theatrical thing, but but here's this concept, and this is really the underlying thing, and what is I think most important is the artificiality of consumerism, the, 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 the commercialization of the music industry, you know, um, we loved you, the Beatles and the Rolling Stones. We loved you. It's like, where it used to be more about the music and the art instead of the commerce, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, and, and it's, it's another good, all of them so far and, and continued will be. Annie was never as good with lyrics as she was on savage some of the lyrics on savage are just uh they stick with you you know they're there it's a you know you can quote them not that you can't other of course you can't I, I need someone to crack my skull i need yeah to- yeah absolutely come on man this it's uh, just great stuff and shame is one of those it's 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 uh, chock full of great imagery in the lyrics itself um Again, I don't know that it was. I don't know that it was a great single. Um, it starts out very slow, um, and this was nineteen late nineteen eighty seven. And think about what was on the radio, right. and Eurythmics are doing their thing as they always do. 
I've read a lot of critics uh, call that call Shame one of their finest singles. Yeah, I, yeah, I think it is considered a great song by them. Yeah, I don't know what radio thought of it. You know, I, I, it, it, did it fit in that? Um, but it's a great song, and you you can't help but you know you get and the bridge on that. You know, but and it's a beautiful I, video. I think the placement of it on the album it seems more conducive to its theme than than maybe where it was placed on the home video. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm not sure if anywhere it was placed on the home video would have mattered. I think it, mm-hmm. it's so visual and the statement it makes works so well that it probably could have landed up anywhere in the video. Yeah, maybe maybe not as the very last video, but anywhere somewhere in the middle or something. So yeah, but uh, it it moves directly into one of my most favorite videos i know you love this yeah. which is wide-eyed girl and, and, a, great, and a great song too yeah but i don't think that is necessarily a favorite song um, with some fans uh but oh, really? oh, I love it. at the end of that i just think it's fantastic the video is fantastic the song is mm-hmm. i can listen to it I turn it up loud when I'm playing that song. I do you think um, Do you think Lola Lola watches that and thinks that's her in the video? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe yeah. she, should re- she should remake that. But you know, she, I wonder if Lola was that rebellious. You know, did she run off to uh, to Rome and or was Annie that rebellious? That's right. that's right. the thing. But uh, you know, uh, great video. Hilar- Again, I go back to it's hilarious. And it, you're su- you're supposed to laugh in this one at the beginning, at least. You know, right. she's there, she with her boyfriend, and they kiss, and then suddenly, she's suddenly pregnant. she's pregnant. She's you know completely pregnant. It's then, almost like a like a Monty like a like a Monty Python. I don't want to say or oh, who was the uh, the that British guy from the eighties who who had that kind of ribald uh, TV show? Benny was it Benny Allen or Benny Hill? Benny Hill, Benny Hill. I'm thinking of Dave Allen. British folks will know who Dave Allen is, but Benny Hill. It's almost like a like a Benny Hill sketch with that with the way she pops out. Anyhow, yeah. I mean, so you you know you've got that, and then you move into this. And there's so many things I want to talk about in this video. Um, Good. Go you, ahead, talk. You you move into uh, you know the you know she's had the baby, and even that part's funny, and the, dealing with the baby, and you get all these close ups of baby faces and. And that God, all that, but then suddenly, the the baby's now a teenager, and she's in her bedroom. And what is on the wall? The single for right by your side. And what does that mean? <laughs> why does this girl? Why did they of all the singles? I mean, it's not really, really prominent. The general public would have no idea what it is. There's no close up of it. We know what it is as fans. We know it's the seven inch right by your side is pinned up on her wall with all these other posters. You know, Mark, I, I'm going to have to admit, I don't think I ever noticed that. You haven't. Oh, look at this. So all of the listeners out there who have been sending me a message saying, Rex, you really know your stuff about videos. Well, clearly not. I didn't know that. Rex, I'm going to have to go back and, I'm gonna have to go back and look at it now, Mark. Yes, go back. there. And there's another single, and I think, I'm not sure about this, I think it's an Adam Ant single. And they're sort of at the bottom, the big posters, and then down toward the bed in the middle, and there's right by your side. And I'm just so you know, what was what was someone thinking? What was Sophie Muller and Annie saying? Well, what are we putting on this wall? Hey, wouldn't it be hilarious if you know, is it an Easter egg? Is that what they call those kind of things? Well, let's just stick this here. Easter egg is more and you have to find it. Yeah, I don't know. So, you know. I or whatever it would be called, but uh, you know, but it's so funny, um, you know, and they're having this big fight, um, and it's another. Annie plays two char- two characters in that video, you know, when there's the scene on the from Rome, and she plays the tourist in the background. You know, she's got this, you know, and, and she's got a camera in front of her, but she's playing this tourist. And that's the so so cool thing about Eurythmics videos over the years, and even Annie Lennox videos, that she she doesn't have to just play one character in a video; she'll play multiple characters. Yeah. And it's it's such a short thing; it's just a few seconds that this tourist is in the background, and it's Annie Lennox all you know dowdy and looking like a tourist or whatever. That kind of reminds me of No More I Love You's, where she plays not only the Chantus but 
herself as a little girl uh-huh. listening, at, listening at the door or whatever. I mean, you know, and there's, there's these great little moments that, and you just, you get a sense. Uh, you can tell how much we love this video album because it's so much fun to talk about. Yeah. But, you know, I know we're, we're at 30 minutes and we're not even halfway through it. Sorry, yeah, we're talking too much. But we, you, know, you get this sense that she must have had a lot of, uh, these things are, clearly are a lot of work and you're probably doing this for hours, days, you know, all the, this isn't done in a, you know, in a short amount of time. But you do get a sense that they have a lot of fun and that, oh, yeah. you know, somebody said, you know, we need some tourist in the background and, well, Annie, we'll dress you up and you can, you know, there's a lot of fun there, but that's a hilarious video. It's just a great video. I also find it interesting that when she, when Annie plays the older mother of the teenage girl, she's got the savage wig on and the, um, the leopard print t-shirt kind of, you know, kind of looking a little trashy, <laughs> deliberately trashy. And I won, you know, or a, a little low class. And I'm wondering if that's a comment too on, oh, maybe uh, not. And, and, and there are going to be many parents out there who are going to hear me say this in their goat, and they might say, you know what? I did the best job with my kids and they were still rebellious. But my point is maybe she wasn't the best mother in the video, which is why the girl's acting out. I don't know. I'm, yeah. just, you know, I'm just looking at her appearance and I think she looks like mm, not the most highly educated mama. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, you know, I think it's it's a, it's a mom who's had a hard life. Let's put it that way. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah that, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. A great. Thing. Whoops. Sorry. But uh, moves into, do you want to break up? Um, and that's very, very Sophie Muller, you know, the bright white, you know, uh, when Annie's, you know, uh, on the bed and then juxtaposition of, when it moves into the color scenes. Um, uh, yeah, sort of like a, a, a create an off kilter sound of music or something. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. But I believe um, the, the inspiration for this was, I think her breakup from her first marriage, mm-hmm. um, because I believe they lived in Switzerland from what I heard. Oh yeah. Um, sure. And um, I don't know if you've ever seen the, uh, the uh the savage uh it's like a promo folder that came out in europe and it has a photograph of a house on the front of it oh really no i mean yeah i mean i mean there's a there's a house and so i don't know i think i think it was i think it was about that i could be wrong you know um that was not a a a good relationship she had it didn't end well and i think the video may have been her sort of made her her comment or revenge on that um well, I mean, she often says, you know, that, you know, a song may not be an exact uh, commentary on something, but that, you know, there are bits and pieces to things in life that we would all do uh, that's connected. And you do kind of think that. And uh, I think the video is is supposed to be the uh, character who's in the bed and it's all white and that she's dreaming all this stuff that's happening in, in the and the clock is going, the, the cuckoo clock is going off. And, and of course, Annie is dressed in the color section of the video, in the Switzerland or whatever area, in the costume of the housewife. But her hair has been, it's not so dowdy and, you know, it's been puffed up. <laughs> is there a flower in it too or something or a flower somewhere? Yeah. And there was um, a great magazine cover. And I forget the magazine. Uh, but it's that character, and I'm I'm, I'm thinking. Oh, she's pick, she's picking the the petals off the flower. Yeah. You know, do you? And again, kind of go back to the romance. Does he love me? Does he love me not? You know that kind of flower where you pick that off. Um, at the end of the video, you know the the it's collapsing. The stage is collapsing. You know things are falling down, and there are dancers there. You know, it's it's it does seem like you know I'm dreaming, and what the hell does this mean? <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's clearly a dream. And uh, remember, they used some of those shots from her laying in bed in that in the black and white on the cover of some of the fanzines. Mm-hmm. I think back in the late or one of the fanzines in the late '80s. Yeah, an interesting. I remember that famous photo of her laying in bed with the with like wearing the bra and um, 
Oh yeah, I think, it was all, I think it was all from maybe that photo shoot or that video. It may have been. Yeah, I, you're, I had not thought of that, but you, I think you may be right on that. Yeah, but that's a great video, and um, it almost is. It, it almost strikes. It's almost like a bizarre Disney, vi- like a, like a Disney video gone wrong or something. <laughs> and and then again, you're you're sitting there, and you're it, it starts out very serious and very, and then it moves into the other part, and again, you're laughing. Yeah, right. this is a very strange and dark, some dark songs and some, you know, not, I don't guess this song is particularly in the delivery of it, but you, then you're laughing. It's hilarious. Uh, it's, it's, you're having a great time watching this video album. Uh, yeah. So the next one is I've Got a Lover Back in Japan. And, um, you know, I th- I think the... For me, the uh, the theme of the video is probably the loneliness of touring, the loneliness of um, that kind of life on the road. You know, there's that shot of her in full stage outfit, standing behind the glass in the hotel or wherever it is, and she's she's sort of like transparent, and she's against the glass, and she doesn't look very happy in the limousine, you know, driving around. Mm-hmm. And we all know that touring was hard on Annie, and I don't think she it was her favorite thing in the world. So I think that. That's a comment on that. I mean, and there's no, I don't think there's any, well, I've never thought there was any doubt. I think she's talking about her eventual husband, Yuri, who she met in Japan, who she met uh, in all of this. And again, I don't think, I don't think it's an, at all an entire commentary on that, but I think it's one of those uh, seeds of inspiration. I'm writing a song, you know, and she talks about that, but, yeah. It was interesting, and I don't think I ever knew this until you said this a moment ago, that that particular video is directed by a different person. And I think you said someone, and John Stewart. But yeah. you do watch it, and you get a sense that it was shot at a totally different time. Probably, I'm thinking, when they made the Brand New Day video. Exactly. That's what I think, too. Because some of the concert footage from that video is similar to the footage in the Brand New Day and and, it, and it, it's such a, a specifically when you think about this album, seeing those tour scenes, Annie and Dave both in their black leather jackets and the full coat coats, and you know, so you know, this is, we were very accustomed to the Revenge album and the Revenge tour that we got. You know, we were very accustomed to the look of that, and you get that. And this again is a very the video uh, is totally different than the rest of the Savage video album. Yeah. And I think that's because it was shot at a different time. Not yeah. only who directed it, but it, um, it's because I, when Savage was made, you know, all of that was all of this revenge tour and all that, that was already behind them. That was done. Yeah. So, and she's saying the words in that scene you mentioned, she's at the glass in a hotel room, high rise. And she's, you know, she's clearly, saying those words. So I think this is a very early song that was created for Savage as well. Yes, I, I would tend to agree. And I think that's interesting that you brought up that she, she met Uri and, um, and I, I don't know if it's Uri or Yuri. So if I'm pronouncing it wrong, I'm sorry. Um, no. That she met. Yeah. I had heard that they had met in Japan while they were filming that. And um, I also think it might also have an, uh, might mean that, and you know, um, when you, tour a lot and you tour worldwide like they had been doing since the days of the tourists it's possible she has a little boyfriend in one country that she only sees when she goes there you know i mean you know how you know how life is you meet people you you and so there a little bit of that could be pining for somebody she misses but yes i do i i agree with you i think it was kind of like post revenge um i think it was influenced by meeting her future husband and also about the rigors of touring and all that I know she uh, has, tour- has she's retired from touring, and I think happily so. <laughs> uh, another interesting thing about that video is you get blink and you miss it uh, segments from "I Need a Man," Beethoven, and Heaven. Those three videos, you little snippets. Why they are in this video? What was the reasoning for them to have these little snippets? I do not know. I, I don't know if it was simply to help connect it to the other parts of the video. That's what I was going to say. Maybe it's meant to add some cohesion because like you said, may, it may have been done after the fact and you know, yeah, we, 
to, to kind of bring it more in line with the themes of the video album, they might've done that. Yeah. It works. Oh, absolutely. It, it's, it, 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 it absolutely works and it does bring continuity to it. Um, so, so put the blame on me. I, you know, I love that song. You know, I, I know a lot of fans have kind of some fans have thought, Oh, that's maybe kind of like a towards the yeah. end of the album song. Maybe I'm to think, think of it as filler. And I don't think so at all. I don't know. I don't, I didn't want to say the F word, but, <laughs> yeah, <filler. laughs> but I don't think of, I don't think of it as all. I think it's a great, a, a great song, a great dance song. And that vocal, you know, where she screams, ah, you know, it's like, it's so great. I mean, yeah. And then the video too. I mean, you've, I always felt like, like I was putting on makeup when I was watching that video because it's like, there's makeup everywhere and stars and, and it's all about, I think, artifice and, 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 and um, dressing up and glamor and. Well, and two, I think this and the, the next song, the title track Savage, I, I like these two things because um it's almost as if you're getting um, a strange uh, making of the Savage album uh, in right. two videos because, like you just said, you know th- you get a lot of scenes of her being made up. The makeup, the makeup artist is working with her, uh, and you, you know, and Savage is basically uh, the photographers. The photographer is shooting her in these iconic. Uh, photographs that would would become iconic and used on picture sleeves and posters and the cover of his the uh, photographer's book uh and um so i love that about those two videos that you get this behind the scenes and they, they, that sophie muller said i'm going to use this and we're going to use that. Yeah, and, and don't we? i think we even see sophie muller briefly in the in the savage video there's a shot of her like it looks like maybe she's fixing a scene or getting it right or so. It's very quick. Somebody in a big coat with long hair, and and I always thought that must be Sophie. You know, it could have been some assistant. I know, but who knows? You know. But. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, that's a good point, Mark, about how those two seem to be like um, sort of behind the scenes making of almost a little comment on that. So almost like we get this little interlude in the video album where they say. Yeah, we know this is a conceptual video album, but we also made it. And here's a little look. Here's kind of a little idea of how that happened or whatever. Well, it is interesting to see those characters come to life and build. And, you know, all through Savage, you know, it goes through several versions of the uh, the photography all the way up to that really disturbing uh, where the wig is halfway off her head and she's looking very distraught, which was a great promo poster, uh, at least in the U.S. But man, that was a uh, again. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a tough image. Yeah, and you, you go. We've talked about this before, you know. Uh, seeing it, I always thought it was just such a great image, but yeah. that was a tough image for the the public. That you know, that was no easy scene because this is this is you know and she she's dressed in this strange manner and you just and and it and it plays off on the whole man dressed as a woman dressed as a man thing i mean you know she's taken the wig is coming off and there's short hair oh she's a man but wait a minute that's annie lennox she has short hair anyways yeah so there's so much going on there but it is disturbing it it is a very disturbing picture and i've actually had people say wow that's disturbing Um, i had it up for a while and i people would make comments like no, you can tell they didn't really like it. I think it's brilliant. I love it. It's called yeah, art. It is great. It is a great <laughs> um, So, okay, next is You Have Placed a Chill in My Heart. And, um, you know, we've talked about that. And that's Mark's lovely dog, which we are happy to have on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. I wonder, okay, sorry. It, which dog is that barking? This is... This is Jack, my puppy. He's about a year old. Jack is on the. So everybody say hi to Jack. Yeah, sorry. Uh, I mean, you know, all, all three people that are listening, please say hi to Jack. We're recording this. We're recording this from our different homes, and um, we can't help it. Uh, Rex has a cat. The cat doesn't make a lot of noise, though. So no, but it come. It, she comes in and out, and jumps on me, and jumps off, and wants in and out. So yeah. yeah so you know, anybody has a cat knows how that is. Yeah, we're we're not in a studio. This is. You know, we're 
um, we're at home and uh, all of that that comes with it. <laughs> you know, we you know we've worried about making our podcast thirty or forty minutes, but I see lots of podcasts online that are two three hours in length. Yeah. So I don't think we have to worry so much if we have a sixty minute podcast. Okay, but sorry, but sorry about Jack. But Jack, maybe Jack just loves. Uh, to talk about Eurythmics too. Who okay, well, he can listen. So you have placed a chill in my heart. Um, yeah, I mean, one of their finest videos. Again, you, like you were saying, she gets to play different, different. Uh, well, different character, not different characters, but different personas of of the same character. I would mm-hmm. think in this in this video, um, we in our last podcast about the videos, we talked about um, you know. Uh, the fact that it was filmed in L.A. at a Ralph's supermarket, and and I believe you said it was uh, what uh, where town? Sher- uh, Sherman Oaks. Sherman Oaks. Sherman Oaks. Yeah, and uh, we actually have a Ralph's close to us here. So every time I see it, I, I'm always thinking of that. I, I always thought, should I stand under the sign and just <laughs> yeah, <laughs> take a picture yes, or something? Did, Rex, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I found it very interesting that comment you made about the only time in Eurythmics videos where you ever see anything that would date it would be those girls' hairstyles that are standing behind Annie in the parking yeah. lot, which are so 80s. And I totally think that's true. That, you know, and totally, totally. I think it's very important for artists to um, to to not have their works be dated. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that this is dated. It's I don't think it is dated at all. Just if you look, if you look closely at, at those women, yes, you can say, okay, it was filmed in the late '80s. Uh huh. But is the video itself dated? No, I don't think so. Well, it, it defies all of this. Defies time. There is no time on it. But you know, um, but uh, you know lots of great stuff and it is i think it was always considered beethoven i need a man chilling my heart as a trilogy of videos it was promoted as such yeah it was presented that way yeah we knew that there was something else coming from that to me that is the that's a, an essential eurythmic song uh it is the song um to me, from the album, again, a, a track that as soon as that, the music, which is sort of churning, starts. I love that. It, it almost sounds like someone's waving a, a piece of metal. That You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, my, it sounds like 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 um, thin metal waving. It's, yeah. it's, it was a groundbreaking sound at the time. I've, I know other people have, have used it since. but um, The volume always goes way up when this song will just come on my... System or my radio, and you know, if I have it on in the car or whatever, you know, it's such a great uh, song, such a great video. But it does complete it all. It completes that trilogy. It's got this, you know, the housewife. It's got the um, uh, tart <laughs> character, for lack of a better word, and uh, they all come together. And then Annie in a different mode as well. But um, well, yeah, I think she exercises her demons. You know, she she. Yep. pokes away the the vamp and she blows away the other one and and then she reunites with her love in in the desert and you know what i think is interesting about that is that the man's face is hidden he's got his face buried you know like in her arms or, or and you see her the man is not shown except in that way but it is her husband her it's yuri right yeah and i i think that's a great um sort of feminist kind of power statement you know I mean, yes, she's Annie Lennox. She's the lead singer of the band. Of course, you're going to show her in the video. But it would have been easy to show the man's face, too. But they didn't. No. They didn't. And I think that, that says a lot. Yeah, I um, agree with that. It, it's, it's, I want to say something interesting about that. You were mentioning about how it's a standout song and all that. And you always turn it up loud when it comes on. I remember playing the Savage album for a friend of mine back in the day when it first came out. And she didn't really react until you had placed a chill. And when that came on, she lit up and she said, wow, that's a great song. And I thought, that's interesting, you know, that <laughs> the lay person <laughs> would, would um, respond to that song, you know, mm-hmm. as opposed to the rest of this avant-garde album, you know. So you, I think that goes to what you were saying. Yes, yeah, like it's kind of the standout track, maybe the most commercial track on the album. Mm-hmm. And um, even though it's really not all that commercial and <laughs> I think it struck. I think that what that shows is, had it been promoted properly, it could have been a hit. You know, well, people I, were responding to it. Well, I think it, it goes back to that they had Eurythmics had turned into by that point very much of an album-oriented um, act, 
Um, and because of the trilogy of the video concept, it had to be later released. But I do wonder if all things that this had not been the case and if it would have been a lead-off single, because it's a really strong radio, I think it's the strongest of the radio-friendly songs. Um, would it, you know, and, but, of course, it would not have made sense to have that specific video. But because of its, because of its um, ha- how it had to be released is, in essence, the last single in much of the world and the second single here, although Beethoven and I Need a Man had some uh, joint uh, release on the 12-inch single. But, it, but both of those songs had been released on MTV here in the U.S. at the same time. So it was, um, I do wonder, I think that's, you know, the thing we'll never know, the unanswered question on uh, if it had been released as a first single, would it have been more of a hit as a single? And I think it would have. Um, that's just my thinking. <laughs> it certainly got a lot of MTV play, that's for sure. Well, it's a great video. And, uh, I counted for a lot back then. I mean, a song might have not done so well on the charts, but if it got a lot of play on MTV, people still heard it and saw it. Uh-huh. And so that was a good thing. Um, okay, so I Need You. Two more videos, I Need You and Brand New Day. Well, I Need You, I think, is a brilliant song. Uh, if I were a radio person, I would have been playing the hell out of that. <laughs> um, I don't think it's necessarily like a top 40 single, but I think it would work well on you know album rock radio and stuff like that. We were talking earlier about the brilliant lyrics she wrote She wrote on this album, and those, that song has some brilliant lyrics, okay. you know. I need someone to listen to the ecstasy I'm faking. Yeah. I mean, this is just class. You know, there are songs you hear for the first time and you know right away, this is astounding. This is this is instantly, instantly classic. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, that was a Eurythmic song that just was like that from the very beginning. It was like, wow, it just, wow. I mean, those lyrics. And the, and the song is, uh, you know, acoustic, totally acoustic. Yeah. After all that electronic, then we get this acoustic kind of organic sound. Yeah, and uh, it um, the video uh, really goes along with um, you know how the song itself was produced. That you have audience background and uh, the look on Dave and Annie's face in the video, and it's supposed to be this that they're performing this song, this really great song, but no one's listening to them. Right. You know, which if, if you're in those situations, we've all seen this. We've always we've all been in a club or a restaurant where there's a singer, no one's paying attention to. And quite frankly, I've always kind of felt bad for those people. Like, how do you do that? How do you go in and no one is paying attention to you? And it's that kind of thing. But who do we see in that video? Who do we see in that video? Dave, son, Sam. Sam Stewart, yes, as a little baby, yeah. I'm not sure. I think Shabon Fahey may also be in it. At one point, someone picks uh, Sam up, the little boy. And I think it may be, it could be, oh, but okay, it a couple of times, he's at the front of the stage and then there's one, he's at the back of the stage. And isn't that grand, you know, Dave's yeah. first son and he's and very young at that point. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think, I think you're right. I mean, it, um, it's that whole thing about being ignored while performing. It's also a comment, I think on, on maybe some of the stuff they've put out that hasn't, that has been kind of ignored too. Hence Savage was kind of, you know, Savage was, you know, not it wasn't ignored, but it wasn't the big thing that all their other previous albums had been. Um, so I think there's a comment on on sort of like unappreciated art, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but yeah, it's just and she looks great in that video. I love her little boots. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it was that was the classic Annie Lennox, you know, late 80s look, you know, um, mm-hmm. a great song, great song. And um cutting lyrics and and that oh you know what used to get me too is that in the background um it was great with those kind of things and always you know throughout the career of eurythmics uh those additional uh noises that were vocals you know, and you, you see there's, there's also a, a, a moment in that song where there's like a sound of a, a, a crack, like a bang or a crack, mm-hmm. like somebody dropped a chair or something fell down during the song. Mm-hmm. And it's right at a crescendo, I think. And it, and it works so well. I don't know if it was intended, 
but it, it's this, it's just this kind of percussive sound that just kind of comes in and it's just a one whack, but it's, it, it's well-placed and I'm not sure if it was meant to, you know, that was even meant to be, or just kind of came out that way. There's, you know, there's lots of little sounds in your rhythmic songs. Have you ever, have you heard the sound of the door slamming in Thorn in My Side? No. I, well, I this, there, there's a sound in that song. I always thought, is that the studio door slamming? But there's a sound, there's a sound of a door slamming. It's very subtle in there. Well, what did Connie Plank teach them early on that any sound can work? And music, mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. you know maybe there was. I don't know. And then you know you have um. There, isn't there? Isn't there a little uh, at the end of uh, I need I need you? Aren't 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 there? You can hear conversations going on in the room, or is that the, at the beginning of the song? Uh, both, I think. Uh, but yeah. yeah and um, at one point, it sounds like Annie's telling somebody, "You were hungry." Yeah, I think you. I think part of the conversation is <laughs> Annie's voice. Yeah, she's you were hungry. And so what I'm taking that is somebody must have been, you know, they must have been having hors d'oeuvres or something, and somebody really ate a lot and Annie said, Wow, you were hungry. <laughs> well, maybe it was maybe it was Sam and he wanted his bottle. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just the little things like that, you know, and then like um in the beginning of uh is it uh uh here comes that sinking feeling where you hear Dave and the mm-hmm. people in the studio talking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And somebody says, give me some, I need some more lead there or something like that. And you just hear these little things and, and it's just really interesting. You know, Very signature Eurythmics um, things sometimes that these openings. Yeah. And- well, we know Dave and his little, his little tape recorder when he was a boy, you know, we know all that. So, but, uh, so brand new day, the last song on the uh, album and what a beautiful video. It almost looks like a Christmas video. Mm-hmm. She looks so beautiful in that video and so glowing and, and the, you know dude on that, that blue background um I, I there was a i think rolling stone when they were reviewing the album made a comment that you know oh the the album ends with brand new day you know it's kind of tritoned heroin heroin walks away with her head held high that's the it's exact a, word that was used trite yes yeah Always and it was like it was like well how do you want them to wrap this up do you want it to be wrapped up on a negative note i mean we need a feeling of hope at the end you know, I, I I never got that. I always thought, what a cheap shot. You know, it's like the character went through its 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 journey of self discovery and then came out okay in the end. Yeah, what's wrong with that? Well, I think I think reviews either I think reviewers either got what Savage was all about as a whole, or they just simply didn't. And they <laughs> the Rolling Stone review from of Savage, the American one, is so like that, Mark. It's so like they they don't know what to think of it, but they're trying their best to like make a good review, you know. Yeah. And it, you're right. It's funny. It's like they didn't know what to think of it, and I think some critics thought this is good, but I don't really don't know what it means or how to, what to say about it. So they just kind of did their thing. But I should go back to you know that quote that I read from Annie. That is mm-hmm. actually from Rolling Stone. <laughs> I remember okay. that now. Uh, and so they had a little article about it. So they even like were talking about it in the news section of the magazine. Right. Do you remember the headline? Annie Lennox is savage women. Yes. Yes. That was what it said on the little headline for that. This is yeah. okay, folks. Right there is that is how big of a fan that Rex and I are that we both can remember the headline <laughs> from a Rolling Stone. An uh, interview from 1987, and he's exactly right. That is, and I can, and then I can remember critic comments that pissed me off too. Yeah, <laughs> so stuck in our heart back in the day. Like, oh, that hurts. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Chrissy Hind, for coming to her defense in Rolling Stone. Right. We won't go into that whole thing. We'll give you that later, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so no, brand new day. I mean, it's just a beautiful video. It's hopeful. It's uplifting. Um, it's pretty straightforward as far as I'm concerned. You know, there's not a lot of the little ball, ballerinas, the little girls dancing. And there's mm-hmm. a beautiful scene at the end where there's applause from the audience and they all come out and, and, you know, are taking in and people are throwing them flowers. And, you know, you see Annie there. Uh, and we, we know this later in her life, how much children has meant to her. And you just see her glowing, you know, surrounded by these little girls and you see Annie glowing and you just, you do get a sense that uh, motherhood, what motherhood was going to mean to her. And I don't mean to take that this into some personal kind of thing, but I just think you get a sense of the woman there. 
Uh, yeah. That, yeah. Later on, you know. You're right. That that's exactly what it is. You you do get a sense of the of the real woman there beneath beneath all that that artifice, you know, that performance artifice. Um, it's also interesting that we get the nice red curtain that closes at the end so elegantly, as opposed to the beginning of the video where it was whomp, whamp, you know, the things closing and opening very, very violently. Yeah. You know? Um, but, you know, here's the, here's the other thing about the ending of that video album where we get this song that has never been released in any other format and, on anything, we don't even know what the title of that song is. I have always called it "Baby, Baby, Take a Chance on Me." Right. Baby, Baby, in parentheticals. Yeah, I was just going to say it would be it would be "Baby, Baby" in parentheses. Take a chance. Yes, that's how I've done it. That's how I've always because I do have an audio recording of it, and and again, it's one of my favorites. And you hear yeah. part of the instrumental of that song at the beginning of um, "Wide Eyed Girl." And then, you know, what a shock that was early on when we all watched this for the first time. And it ends, and it's this little 50s ditty kind of song. Yeah. Uh, and you wonder, is it is it a cover? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Well, it could be. I don't think it is. I think it's, a, you know. They, oh, if it was a cover, I think we, somebody would have found that out by now. Yeah. But, well, yeah. I, well, they would have had to have credited it. So it, I don't think so. So Maybe uh, someday that, that track will appear on a on a, you know, like a Eurythmics uh, B-Sides CD or something. You know? So, you know, it is, it, you know, I can see how, you know, when even when they were doing the uh, remasters, you know, it's probably not anything anybody even thought about, but it's this, it's this great little ditty. And it probably, it's one minute long on my audio recording of it. It's probably not any longer than that. It's probably the little bit that they recorded and perhaps it was going to be used at the beginning of Wide Eyed Girl a little bit more. And then they, they didn't use it. And they thought, well, we've got this. What should we do with it? And we'll use right. it in the credits. <laughs> I love that. So, I love um, yeah, so uh, Dave, if you're listening, we want that one put out at some point, please. <laughs> whoever's listening that can do it. This, this in fact, we're going to have a whole podcast just for Dave on what we want. What we yes. want really. <laughs> what, I mean, it is. It's, this I have no doubt whatsoever if record company, whoever it is, would release this. Fans would buy this. Absolutely. Would, yeah. Absolutely would buy this and the Eurythmics Live too. But I mean, of all the things that fans would like, because you can, you can go and see all these videos on YouTube and most of them are really bad quality. Right. Uh, and so this deserves, let's just say this, video album deserves a proper modern release <laughs> however it would be done i don't care i wouldn't care if it's just streaming I, I would accept that i'd love to have a physical copy of it of course but yeah we know how it needs to be preserved this it should well, be lost to time yeah sweet dreams the eurythmics live savage we two are one two peace tour it all needs to be on blu-ray it all needs to be high definition I'm sure it will be eventually. We'll probably be close to 70 by the time that happens. But <laughs> by that time, there'll probably be something other than Blu-ray. It'll be something different. Yeah, it'll be the, the new thing. But, well, okay, the puppy is uh, is calling me again. Jeez. Sorry, well, folks. So, yeah, we've reached the end of our Savage video album discussion. So we'll I think we'll kind of wrap it up here. But, um, you know, Mark and I really enjoy talking to each other. And that's where this podcast thing sort of came from. Uh, we thought we'd share the conversations that we find stimulating with others. And it turns out that I guess some fans think that we have something interesting to say. So that's great. Um, and we, and we well, do, I guess this is the first uh, podcast since we actually uh, released them for public yeah. consumption. And uh, <laughs> so I do. Yeah, I think it is obvious, isn't it? that we love talking about this stuff and we, and, and people enjoy listening to it as much as we enjoy listening to ourselves or talking to ourselves. I have to say, you know, I, I re-listened to our podcast and, and, and I thought, you know, wow, I thought, you know, we were so worried that we would sound weird or not sound good, but I thought, I think we sound okay. Well, uh, we, uh, we should say that we've had a lot of good comments from people. Uh, I think uh, a lot of people have, uh, it's a couple of folks have commented that you and I both have, 
uh, accents. I thought my accent maybe, but I wasn't sure about you, Rex. Uh, I don't know what your accent is. I know what mine is. But uh, in any event, we've had a lot of... You just have a slight American Southern accent. What do I have? I just have an American... Well, I guess to maybe to people in, in Europe or Britain or whatever, or Australia, maybe, I guess it does sound like I have an accent. But hey, that's what we, that's what part of what we want. We want to, we want other fans to be on uh, our podcast and hey, everyone can come on with whatever accent they also have. Right. But we have a, a and, lot of and to that. But, to that, um, we're having, we're, yeah, we're getting together with some fans soon and recording new podcasts on different subjects. So that'll be coming soon. And uh, like we've mentioned before, we hope to, you know, get some of you, the Eurythmics players involved, like maybe Jonice Jameson and Jimmy Z could do a podcast with us. So we'll see. But um, we're just having fun with this and we're just put, we're just putting the podcast out there and, you know, building a, a library of Eurythmics, Eurythmics podcasts. It's probably not a bad thing. So, yeah. yeah. Well, we again, we appreciate all the nice comments that we've had, and that, yes. and and a lot of people have said they'd like to be involved in future podcasts, and so that's that's really nice. And so we do invite yeah. people to, uh, you know, discuss this even more, um, and and talk about these things in comments where we're, we have them posted, and you know, we want to know what. Things think it's not just about what Rex and I think. Uh, but, you know what other things that you might be thinking of. I just, I just, I don't know if you heard that. I just took a couple of screenshots of you and I. I thought it would look good. We can maybe post that at some point. Oh, okay, so yeah, we both, look, we both look so good and happy. I thought you know people might want to see what we look. Well, like. we, yeah, we, so we we do see each other. So if this was a video, what what would it be called? A video cast or something? You know, video cast. But, yeah, maybe we can do that at one. Maybe maybe if we can get one of the. Uh, Eurythmics family members to uh, join us for a podcast. We can do it as a video one. Uh, well, all right. All right. Well, anyhow, I think we'll end this podcast for now. So thanks everyone. Um, and um, thank you for listening and we'll be back with more. Next time. See ya. All right.